Welcome to Through a Handler's Eyes. I'm Jo Hilda and I'll be interviewing assistance dog handlers Australia-wide. We won't be discussing legalities or training methods, just the journey of the human and their dog. Today I welcome assistance dog handler Dale and his dog Missy. Dale is from Victoria and he's an owner trainer. How are you today, Dale? I'm pretty good, thanks today. Um, it's great to have you here. When did you get your first assistance dog? Uh, my first assistance dog was just a family pet uh, back in 2014 and I was researching into assistance dogs and she used to follow me everywhere. So back then I started some training with her. Um, so 2014 was my first dog. Yeah, and um, is she the one you have now? No. Um, so my first dog was playing with another assistance dog when we met up for a, a coffee in a park one day. And just while I was playing, she ran too hard and she actually hyperextended her rear leg. And it keeps looking oh. out of joints. So because oh. she's got a permanent length, uh, we didn't want to keep her through the program of um, continuing. So we um, retired her. She's just a family pet that's half trained. And um, I ended up getting Missy on the 1st of July 2017. All right. So what um, made you uh, use have an assistance dog as part of your, your treatment plan? Um, I'm ex-military and you know, things that lots of military members have is problems once they've come back from deployments. So I had a little, lot of lot of problems going on um, with the body and the mind. And just that how friends who actually had assistance dogs were coping, and it actually worked out a lot better since I've had her um, for problems. Um, it's just amazing what they do for you, all the different things that they can do for you. Yeah, so um, tell me a little bit about Missy. What's her breed? So Missy's a Border Collie Cross Kelpie. Um, so a bit of background about Missy. She was found wandering the streets in Toowoomba on Anzac Day 2017. Um, she was taken to the local vet. The vet did the microchip scan, went back to the breeders, and the breeders sold her to a farm. The farm didn't register her or didn't want her, so she was allowed to go wandering and to her own being. Um, she was at that point, she'd been in the vet for a, a few days and nobody wanted her and they were looking, she was about to get put down. And at the time I was going through the process of organising uh, an assistance dog through an organisation and one of their dogs was actually at that vet getting its yearly um, needles done. And the vet asked them, would you like another dog for your program? Because they actually had border collies and stuff at the time. And yeah. so Missy got donated to the program and then she got given to me through the organisation and that's how we began life together. Wow. Tell us a bit more about her. What's her personality like? Well, being, um, being border collie cross Kelpie, she's the best of two breeds that just want to run, run, run and have fun. Yeah, um, lively. Yes, very lively, very always on the go. But as soon as she gets that harness on to go out in public, um, totally, totally different dog. You wouldn't even recognise it as being that breed. Um, at home, she just runs and plays and somebody's running through the house now. Um, 
plays with her sort of teddy bears and toys and stuff. But um, yeah, just she switches. She's just got the knowledge. Half of the half of the things she actually does for me, she learned by herself. I didn't have to train her, and yeah. just she just picks up naturally, and it's all her. That's great. Tell me a bit about the journey from the time you got her to where we're at now. Uh, so she was in Toowoomba, so I had to drive up. I decided to go on a bit of a break, a holiday to get away for a while. Um, so I travelled from Victoria up to Queensland. I picked her up and I was introduced to her for a couple of days where she was training and at a farm with other dogs. And um, so I picked her up. She was just on six months old. and she travelled with me to the tip of Australia. So we went forward driving for three weeks. Uh, it was a good time for the two of us to get to know each other. She could learn my signs and symptoms, get used to my smells, um, all different things together, bonding, and it was an amazing journey. She just learnt from there. Since then, she's been a lot of places around Australia, uh, been on various cruise ships, planes, trains, trams. Um, she's got a Victorian government travel ID pass that she goes on all public transport with me. Um, she's the only, well, I had to get passport photos done for her for her ID. And she's a typical cheeky little girl that had this smile on her face for a passport photo. Yeah. Well, um, you were telling me before she also does some other stuff for you with the Scouts. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I've actually been involved in scouting for years as a youth member, but um, after getting out of the military, I needed some outlet to give back, so I volunteer my time with scouting. Um, and my girl comes along to scouts and helps out, and it's very, very good for helping children with special needs. Um Together with the two of us, we've showed so many youth what can be achieved um, within scouting, within life. Um, we went away to the last Australian Jamboree, which was held in Adelaide, and, you know, one assistance dog and 10,500 kids. <laughs> um, so I was on edge a lot because so many people, my anxiety and that. But yeah. she was with me all the way. Uh, not only that. We had, once people had got to know that there was assistance dog around, um, I was asked to help out in the hospital in the medical area a couple of times with people, uh, some that were homesick and some with special needs. We just had a chat, had a drink, and, um, yeah, they just all got over it, a pat of the dog, a play with the ball, and they open up. And it's really good for the youth themselves to, you know, chat, learn. Hmm. Yes, and she probably had a wonderful time being the loved-up dog. She she did, yes. Um, she got a lot of leftover meals all the time. Um, yeah, we had the key, cleanest campsite because there wasn't anything left over laying around the place. Yeah. <laughs> no. What's been one of your biggest challenges having her? Uh, oh, my biggest challenge, she actually got sick one time. Uh, January this year it was. Um, she got a real bad infection and um, she had to go to the vets and was on a drip for a few days and I was just a, a, a pure mess, um, not having my girl around, 
the highlight of my day was when they would send me photos of how she was doing just so, you know, I could relate with her. Um, so I think not being around her is the hardest times. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get used to their company as much as anything else, That's don't you? Right. And because she's so clever, she, she's learned everything herself pretty much. Um, when you, you think about when you go to an ATM or something, um, you're always looking around, you're always watching your back, you know, you don't know who's going to sneak up on you. And yeah. probably third time I went use an ATM, she's actually sat down in front of me, turned behind, and she keeps going out behind me because she just noticed me turning my head around everywhere. And just little things like that that she's learnt that helps me out. Yeah, things like that make you feel much more secure, don't they? They do, yes, definitely. How did your friends and family feel about it when you first got her? My wife at the moment, she's um wasn't a real fan of dogs being inside houses yeah. and um, when we first met. And I, you know, she got to learn and, like, Missy's her best friend now as well. People people just learnt, I suppose. Um, I haven't had any real problems with family and friends. They totally understand and they accept Missy and me together. That's fantastic. What is the best thing about having her? The best thing about having her is allowing me to get out of the house um, instead of just being in my own little shell to get out and enjoy life again, enjoy being around others, yeah. And um, does she do anything else, as in does she do a sport or something, being um, such a athletic breed combination? Not sport-wise. She likes when we go out um, to the local paddock and just, open the door and just let her have a run through the paddock, um, stopping smelling the flowers. Yeah. If somewhere we can go and have a picnic and just let her be herself running around, yeah. That's that's a good good thing. They love to use that nose, don't they? They do, yeah. What has been one of the worst things that's happened since you've had her? Like um, have you had any bad experiences with public access or anything like that? Um, I think the only real confront, confronting time happened at the local supermarket. Um, I We were in there. She had a jacket and everything on. She was on lead beside me. And a lady came in riding a mobility scooter. Um, mm. And we were, in, um, we were in the fruit and veggie aisle. And she's just yelled out at me, you can't have that dog in here. You cannot do that. Got to get outside. Um, and being really confronting straight away, Missy came up and she actually stands on my foot or nudges mm-hmm. into me closer. Um, and I was taken back for a moment, but then I turned around and said, well, she's my medical assistance aide, um, and by law you're actually on a mobility scooter and they're meant to be left at the front door. I said, so, you know, what are you going to do? And we just turned around and kept going. Wow. That's uh, – I most of human nature doesn't surprise me, but every now and then you think, how can people be like that? I mean, I hate those things in the shops, the mobility scooters, because I've been knocked by one a couple of times. 
um, and they just take up so much space. And why is it the people feel they have the right to to have one type of mobility device and not another? That's right. Yeah. Because because technically that's under the law. That's what the dogs are. They're our our mobility our uh, medical aid. Sorry, I say mobility because my boy is a mobility dog. Yeah, so polite, no, I right? totally understand. Um, it's just a lot of the living in a small town, pretty much. Yeah, a lot of people see us out. A lot of people say good day, um, and they accept us together. And yeah, you know, I've probably seen three or four other assistance dogs in this small town that get out from time to time, and they're very accepting. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I live in a small town too. I've been taking Rory with permission into into like the supermarket and the post office since he was eight weeks old. And everyone, quite often people, if I have to go without him, if I have dropped him at the vet for whatever and just stuck to the supermarket to grab something quickly, they will ask me where he is. They never ask me how or what I'm doing. They say, where's Rory? Everyone wants to know where Missy is. Yeah. yeah. They hardly yeah. ever see us apart from each other. Yeah, and so then when you go into the bigger parts of town, like when I go into Brisbane to do my grocery shopping because I need to do that, people drive me nuts because they just have seem feels like they have no respect after being out here and everyone sort of gives you space and everything and are kind and then you go into into town and it's, it's very... Um, can be very confronting. Do you find that too? Yes, definitely. I remember one time when we went to Sydney, uh, Missy and I were walking down the street just looking around. There was a lady that came towards us and she was actually in an electric wheelchair and she had a German Shepherd with her. And the German Shepherd, you know, Missy just sat and stared as they were going past and the German Shepherd tried to, like, rip her heads off. And I'm thinking, that's not very well trained, but... Um, yeah, some people try to get away with it and some have them trained and do a proper job. Yeah, it's hard when you try and do the right thing and then there are other people out there that yeah. seem not to. Maybe they are doing the best they can, but yeah. it doesn't feel that way sometimes. Yes, definitely. You think sometimes it's not right, but um, all different dogs are in different stages of training. So, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. And we also don't know what kind of day they've had before they meet us. That's right. Um, so if you were going to give, what piece of advice would you give someone who's just starting this journey, who's looking at getting an assistance dog or just got their dog? Uh, I would say if you've just got your dog, don't try and push it too hard. Um, they are very smart. They They just learn by themselves mostly. Yes, give them some training, give them some different things to do but remember they still like to be a dog they they just like to have fun with you as well take that time and bond and enjoy them yeah it's relationship isn't it it is yeah you've got to build up that relationship and you just it just keeps growing and growing over the years yeah so what has been your biggest challenge in all of this mm. oh that's a big one um the biggest things that, you know, sometimes I get there and my mind just wanders and stuff, doing weird things by itself. And I, you know, I've only had her for, um, she's almost four. 
but I'm thinking, how am I going to cope when something happens to her and I've got to let her go? Um, that's what I think about down the track. Um, but wife and I have already discussed, obviously, you know, as she's getting on an age, we will be getting another one, assistant dog, and we'll be training her up and they can be sisters for a while and it's just life has to go on. Yeah. Sometimes those things play on your mind though, don't they? They do, they do, yes. Yeah. I have I have my boys he snores like a buzzsaw and um I woke up a few days ago and he hadn't been snoring in the night and I'm thinking to myself, is he dead? Like your brain just takes over yes. <laughs> your common sense. <laughs> yeah. But you, um, you definitely have those thoughts of what's gonna yes. go what's gonna happen in the future. So uh live life in the moment with them. Yeah. So does Missy have her own Facebook page? Oh, yes, she does. Um, so I didn't know how to word it to start with because Missy helps me. She helps me with at Scouts and she helps Scouts. So Missy does have her own page. Um, so the way that it's all incorporated and all the profiles go on, it's speaking as her you know, not yeah. writing her comments. It's Missy's point of view of what she's doing and how she's enjoying us. So oh, that would be good. I will put that link yes, yes, on the you. show notes. Um, she even has her own swap badges that she swaps badges with youth members. Um, right. Earlier this year we went away to a, a camp in Melbourne that had um, – Youth members, so these were actually Joey Scouts uh, from five to seven-year-olds. Yeah. And we helped a lot of uh, homesick youth members um, just cope and get over it, and she went along to their discos and just ran around at night time dancing with the kids, and she swapped a lot of her badges with youth members from all over Victoria. So she does have badges. Keep an eye out for her if you're in scouting. She gets around to a lot of scouting events, especially in Victoria. Very good. Well, I will definitely put that link there. And it's been lovely to talk to you today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Joe. Yes, we'll have to go and look at Missy, the Scouting Medical Assistance Dogs Facebook page. Thanks again, Dale. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening. If you've got any questions or you would like to be a guest, Email me at through a handler's eyes at gmail.com. Bye.